Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we're going over Season 5, Episode 15, called Christmas Comes Each Time This Year, and it premiered on December 21st, 1994. So the episode starts out and we are at the Martin household. Uh, Don is there with Ray and he's helping her put up the tree. Uh, she's wearing a bowling shirt because sure. Um, and they're kissing and Felice and John are kind of, wa- you know, watching them from afar as they're kind of making out. And um, Felice kind of interrupts and Ray walks away. And Felice then questions Donna about Ray because she's like, things seem to be getting a little serious with you guys. What's going on? And she tells her that if he asked her to marry him, to, or if he asked her to marry him today, she would say yes. And then when she walks away, Felice is just complaining to John. She obviously doesn't approve of Ray. And he's like, leave it alone. He says, the more you kind of push, you're going to put them closer together. Which I totally agree with because I think from personal, well, not personal experience, but close experience, um, I know my parents, it wasn't me, my sister had an ex-boyfriend my mother hated passionately. And um, for whatever reason, she, I mean, they probably would have broken up a year before they did if my mother just kind of stayed out of it. So it's kind of one of those things. But if you just kind of let it run its course, it likely will. And and John's being the more logical one, whereas Felice is, you know, freaking out more. So we then see Jim and Cindy are packing up because they are going to London for Christmas. Why are they going to London? That's where Brenda is. We'll never see her again, but Brenda's there. So they're going to visit Brenda. Brandon is not going because Kelly was just in the fire. So he wants to stay back and help her out. And Valerie is going to Buffalo for Christmas. So Brandon and Kelly, in theory, will have the house to themselves if she wants to stay there. Because I guess she only stays there when the Walshes are away. I mean, I don't think they'd care, but I guess, I mean, if she has her own apartment, why not stay there more so? Um, But if his parents are away, change of scenery, I guess that's the way we're looking at it. So then at the mall, Jesse and Andre are there and they're waiting online to have Hannah take a picture with Santa. Um, And then, of course, when she's sitting on Santa's lap, she's hysterical crying and... Andre is getting like fussy about it and but don't all I mean isn't that like the thing every picture I feel that I've seen of people as babies with Santa are crying it's just kind of just typical um I don't have any pictures with Santa because I am Jewish but if I did as a baby I probably would cry because everyone cries um with Santa which is I mean he's to, to a kid he's kind of scary looking if you think about it he's like this big white beard and I don't know 
So then at the Peach Pit, Nat, Steve, Claire, and David are preparing meals for the homeless. Um, I guess they do this every year. Steve's complaining about his community service that he's going to have to start doing. Claire mentions to David that she thinks now that Steve is unable to work at the Peach Pit after dark because of the fire, he's not allowed to partake in any of the party business stuff she says that she thinks that they should do it and he should kind of talk to nat about it she's like i think that we you know i guess because david is the you know musical major or whatever that he could have you know because they would have live music there which they're excited about she said that rush sanders steve's dad did not um so he's the other investor i guess he took over dylan's share because they had to buy dylan out so he is there uh he didn't pull his money out so she's like we have the money for it so why not see if we could kind of run it in a way we then see Brandon and Kelly, and they are sitting in the living room watching the fire, and her, I guess she has to change her dressing for her burns, so she's got like that burns on her back from the fire, and she doesn't want him to see her like that, so she says she's going to go home, I guess she'll have like Donna or mother help her, um, I guess her, she'll go to her mom's house, have her help her. And he wants to help, but she just is very, she's like, I'll just see you tomorrow. I'm going to go home. So I think he's a little bummed out that she's not letting him help her. And I think it's just she's insecure about the burns. And she's always had insecurity, like body issues, we know. So I think for her, having her boyfriend see her with these burns and stuff is something that she's insecure about whereas he obviously doesn't really care he just wants to help her so I think that's really you know something that they're gonna have to deal with then David Claire and Donna are putting the tree together at the beach apartment and they start fighting over popcorn so it's nice to see that David and Donna are completely over this um little uh, um I don't know I guess their breakup which is just so weird because I just feel like in real life this would not be a normal situation um, in any way, shape, or form. Because they were, I mean, I know it was a high school romance, but it was a couple of years and then he completely crushed her. And now she's da- he's dating one of her closest friends who's her roommate. So it's just, I don't know, normal situation wouldn't happen, but, you know. So then, um, but Donna's telling Claire she's upset that her parents are not liking Ray and how it's hard for him. And Claire is also, I mean, she's giving Ray, or she's giving basically some words of encouragement. She's trying to help. So she's, I mean, I guess at this point, Ray and Donna are officially a couple. So what are, I mean, Kelly didn't really warm up to him. Claire wasn't the nicest him at the beginning, but I guess at this point they think he's maybe kind of cool because he's, he's around more. He's there. So then, um, they leave and Chancellor Arnold shows up. It's a much better situation than the last time he showed up because David was handcuffed to bed. But when he walks in, David is brushing the popcorn from the fight off his shirt. He 
wants to make an impression. This is his girlfriend's father. He's also the chancellor of his school. So he, you know, wants him to like him. And she introduces David as her friend. So when Chancellor Arnold leaves, David's asking, are you embarrassed of me? Because he just doesn't understand why she hasn't told him yet. And she says she will. So she's like, I'm not ready to tell him, but I, I, I will tell him when the time comes. So then at the mall, Donna is shopping with Ray's mom. So they're shopping for Ray's present. And she is, um, she brought him, <laughs> this is so funny. She's hilarious, Luann Pruitt. She bought Ray the club. And she's like, he's going to be so excited about this. Do you guys remember the club? I don't think anyone has this anymore. The club was like these, it was like these red things that you put, you put on your steering wheel, like you kind of situate it on your steering wheel. So when you're not in the car, if anyone was trying to steal your car, they couldn't because of the club. I think it had a key or something to it. I feel like we might've had one. Um... I don't know why I just have this like vision of it or I might have seen it in commercials, but she bought Ray a club. She's really excited about it. And then she's telling Donna that she has a dream of going on a cruise. Just, you know, if she can do it, go anywhere or have any gift in the world, it would be to go on a cruise by herself, which vacation, cruise by yourself, vacation by yourself sounds good to me. I've traveled alone. Um, I think it's nice. You kind of do your own thing and make your own schedule. You don't have to worry about anybody else. It's nice to travel alone a little bit. Not that I've done it on uh, many occasions, but I have done it and I enjoyed it. So then at the, I keep calling it the pumpkin patch. I don't know why, because that's what it was at first, but now it's the uh, where the Christmas trees are. I don't know what you would call it, but this place now, they're selling Christmas trees. Ray's working there, we know. Um, and Felice shows up to talk to him. She asks him if he can have anything in the world for Christmas, what he would want. And he says, if I can have anything in the world, I would want to make my own album. And she says that is an expensive dream or gift and he says that's why it's basically a dream so she says what if I can make that happen she gives him a check for an undisclosed amount at this point to basically say this check is yours cash it under one situ you know uh, stipulation and that is you can no longer see Donna so he takes the check and Felice leaves. Later, his mother shows up and she asks what's going on because she kind of can tell that he's not looking like his normal self. And he says nothing, but then you see he's got the check in his pocket. He kind of looks at it. So it seems like he's mulling it over at this point. We then see Dylan and he goes to the FBI office asking for Christine Pettit. If you don't remember who Christine Pettit is, she is the old girlfriend of Jack. She was dating Jack at the time of the explosion. And we found out afterwards that she was in the FBI and Jack was working with the FBI um, to basically rat out some old people and people found out about it. That's why he blew up in the car crash. 
So the receptionist is really not helping. She's saying there's no one here by this name. Dylan's basically just giving the runaround. Someone else comes out and says, playing jokes about him, about Christine Pettit. And then finally, Christine walks out. She's there and she wants to talk to Dylan. She's willing to talk to him about what they could do maybe to, I don't know, figure out what's going on. She... She asks him about Kevin Suzanne, um, if he has any leads, and she says to him, basically, if I put this on the desk here in the FBI, we're so understaffed and we're so busy that it'll just end up on someone else's desk. She's like, but let me think of things. I might have another suggestion for you. So she's going to try to help him, not through the FBI per se, but she's going to try to help him find out kind of where Susanna Kevin are because that's what he he needs to find out so then Steve and Andrea are talking at the pit and she's complaining to him about Hannah being two religions I don't know why but this is a trigger for Andrea she brings this up quite a bit it just I don't know because it's maybe it's realistic that couples of mixed religion have to deal with but it is really really interesting that she is so triggered by this whereas like kind of Jesse is just kind of he understands that they're both he doesn't I will say she's more complaining about doing the Catholic things than Jesse is about the Jewish things it seems that he is all in on the Judaism part of Hannah's religion. So he doesn't complain about it. And Hannah and and Andrea does. And that's on her. I mean, she chose to marry someone. She knew she was pregnant. She knew that Jesse was not Jewish. And she had to have known that this would come up. She knows Jesse's Catholic. She's talked about it before. So it's just interesting that she has such an issue with this I mean she has to vocalize I mean maybe it's different once the kid's there once you start doing these things but she should vocalize I don't want her to do this or something because it seems that she does not want to partake in any of the Catholicism of Hannah's life so they have midnight mass coming up because it's Christmas and and she's she's not saying I don't want to do it but she's like I don't know how she's gonna make it up like she's just she's a she's a baby she's gonna cry you know she just doesn't want to do it and she's using Hannah as an excuse I think and at the same time they are um serving this is when the homeless uh people are there and they're serving food to them David's trying to talk to Nat about taking over the peach pit and then you see Kelly who is a little upset about a woman who we see she has a side of her face is a little deformed in a way and I guess this woman has a burn and Kelly is triggered by seeing this she thought that Steve and and Steve and uh Brandon were talking about her which they were but not in a bad way they were just saying like you know seeing that it makes you you know realize how lucky you are uh things they were not talking bad about her though in any way so then back at the Walsh house, she 
questions Brandon about this. She says that, why were you guys all looking at that woman with the burn? You guys were looking at her like she was a freak. And she's upset about it. But he says, no, we were trying to, you know, understand, to feel her pain. We were not laughing at her. And he just keeps reiterating to Kelly that he loves her. He wants her to understand that he doesn't care that she's burned. He doesn't, you know, that's not why he loves her. So he's trying to make, you know, leeway with her on that. So then Felice Felice, uh, is starting in again on Donna about Ray. And she tells Donna... This is this is the interesting part. So I guess they're going to, they're supposed to go to Christmas. It's I guess it's her birthday also. It's Christmas Day, church. And before John comes down, Felice starts talking to Donna about Ray, and then she tells tells her that I gave him ten thousand dollars to test him to see if he. <laughs> would stop seeing you and she's just like he basically just snatched that check out of my hand and donna is devastated she tells her mother that she loves him she's hysterical and she leaves in a hussy she's not going out with them and john comes down and basically says to felice what did you do because you know she did something because that's felice for you so then at the beach apartment Ray wants to see Donna. He comes over to see Donna. She's in her room. She's all upset. David and Claire are there trying to understand what happened. And she tells them that her mom, what her mom did. And David points out, well, if he took the money and left, like, what is he doing here? Why would he come and see you? And Claire says that I think that you guys should really talk and let him, you know, let him explain. So he comes in the room, Claire and David leave, and Donna's still upset. And he basically says that he took the check because he wanted to show it to Donna. He wanted to prove to her what her mother did. He says he loves her and he never had any intention of depositing the check. He wasn't going to take the money, but he wanted to just prove to her what her mother was doing. And he said, if I just told you this, you wouldn't have believed me. So he wanted to, that's why he took the check, which I think he's being honest about. I don't, I mean, they want you to, I think they wanted you to think that he was mulling it over about possibly depositing it. But I think he really was just going to show Donna. And they kiss and they hug and they make up. So all is well with Ray and Donna. So then at the Walsh house, Kelly goes uh, home with Brandon after taking him to church. Cindy asked her in the episode earlier at the episode before they left if she will. So she took him to church and he wants her to spend the night. And she says, "Okay, I'm just going to go upstairs and change my bandages. And he offers to help, but she says that she's got it. So she doesn't want him to see it, but she's now willing to, I guess, spend the night with him. So then Dylan um, is at his place. He's got a nice fire going. He's laying on the couch. He's on the phone with Iris, uh, who they have a cute little mother-son moment. He's drinking some non-alcoholic eggnog. He likes, you know, wants her to know. I don't like eggnog. Do you? I mean, I remember, this is a long time ago. I was probably in high school, maybe, and I had never tried eggnog, so I remember asking my dad to bring home eggnog 
I mean, uh, it was Christmas time. I remember asking my dad to bring home eggnog um, so we can try it. And I just, I don't think I liked it. But I, I mean, again, I was in high school. Maybe I'll try it again sometime. Is eggnog, I mean, I know it's around Christmas time, but is it still a thing? I mean, something I love and I, I get, I don't, it's funny because it's, I guess, seasonal also, but always around in October, I always get um, apple cider and I always want cinnamon uh, donuts. We used to go to this place when I was a kid, this uh, pumpkin patch uh, like Ray, <laughs> and we used to always get, um, they'd give us those little red wagons, we'd each get a pumpkin, and I think we'd get like a big one, where we'd put them out in front of the house, and they'd always had these amazing, uh, fresh, just so good apple cider, and these donuts we'd always get from them, um, so good, I love October, like, just, the fall is my favorite season, I love the fall, so anyways, back to the episode. So he's he's on the phone with Iris drinking his non-alcoholic eggnog and he's doing much better. He's doing really, really great. He's looking at the uh, letter from Erica and he has a memory from the last Christmas with her and visioning when he got the tree and stuff. So it seems like things are going better for Dylan at the moment uh, Christine's giving him a lead for getting his money back. So things are looking up for Dylan. So then Kelly uh, tells Brandon he's in his room kind of waiting while she's in the bathroom and she tells him that she needs help. She can't do the bandages by herself. So he goes in to help her. He's, you know, taking off the bandages. And you can see that she's really upset. Like she's emotional. She's got a tear going down her eye um, because she doesn't want him to see this. And he keeps telling her, you know, he loves her. He does acknowledge also, I mean, I guess her back is really, really badly burned. Um, so he says, like, he didn't really realize how bad it was, but she didn't want to see. But he's he's helping her. He's putting the ointment on. And she's just emotional about it. But he tells her that he loves her. And um, they kiss, so seems that she's allowing him in a little bit more now which is good so then donna shows up at her parents house the next day uh they wish her a happy birthday and a merry christmas so i guess it was they were going to church on christmas eve which is the day before now it's christmas and she is pissed at her mother she basically comes to wish pretty much her dad a happy birthday she tells her mother that she's not spending christmas with them she's going to spend christmas with ray and um she leaves and Felice is just upset I think um about what she did and John's kind of just shaking his head he's disappointed also in Felice so then Jesse and Andrea are arguing about Hannah being upset I guess during midnight mass and he's pissed um he's pissed but then he apologizes and then, I don't know, I keep getting confused. Are they at Midnight Mass? It's just, she's just, Hannah just keeps crying. Jesse's frustrated with her crying. And he's like, I'm just going to take her. And he's blaming Andrea about Christmas being ruined because she just, she's using Hannah 
crying and all this stuff as an excuse when in fact like she just I think it's just she doesn't want to do it that's the way I'm interpreting it she's just using Hannah as the excuse oh she's fussy oh she's crying we shouldn't do this but is like is she ever like that for the Jewish holidays Andrea come on you can't you can't say if she wants her to be just Jewish she needs to vocalize this she can't just play you know the card of just the Judaism thing because it seems like she's doing that she's not she's not being fair to Jesse and I rarely stick up for Jesse so I'm kind of on his side here so Dylan then is (laughs) this is amazing he hears knocking at the door some guy is knocking and knocking and knocking he opens the door and this guy is just coughing up a storm he looks like a complete mess he looks like hell and Dylan's is like looking at him like a freak and he's like I'm not interested and shuts the door and then when he walks back to the couch the guy starts knocking again and knocking and knocking and knocking and Dylan's like what can I do for you and he says that his name is jj jones and he is friends with christine pettit and she sent him to help he asks his way in and he tells dylan that he is going to help him get his money back he goes by the nickname jonesy and he'll be in touch and Dylan is just like looking at this guy like who the fuck are you but obviously he's going to trust Christine. Christine sent him. Christine must know something that Dylan doesn't know. This guy's going to help him get his money back. So he says. So then Donna is with Ray at his house with Luann. And they're handing out some Christmas presents. And they give her the gift that she's always wanted. A carnival cruise in the Caribbean for two weeks. Which is very sweet. She is very happy. She loves Donna. And it's just. It's a happy time for her. So then. um, At the end of the episode. There is a knock on Andrea's door. And it is Steve dressed as Santa. Because of course he's dressed as Santa. And then. All the guys are there dressed as Santa. The girls are little elves. Except Donna. She's not there I guess. Because she was probably with Ray. Um, and they're all giving presents for the baby. And then there's one more knock on the door. And who is it? But Dylan. Dylan has finally come to see Hannah. He's in a better place. He says that, I'm, you know, I, I thought it's about that time that I've seen that baby of yours. And he goes and sees Hannah and holds her. And it is a lovely Christmas for all. And that is where the episode ends. <laughs> Fun facts and tidbits. Okay, so I have two songs for this episode. So the two songs I have are um, Steve, Claire, David are helping Nat at the Peach Pit. The song is Please Come Home for Christmas by Bon Jovi. Excellent Christmas song. And then uh, when Steve and Andre are at the Peach Pit and talking about the Judaism thing, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Both great Christmas songs. And I don't have any fun facts or anything, but I do have a spotlight because that's what we do now. And the spotlight for this episode is, drumroll, Miss Tori Spelling herself. So Tori Spelling, born Victoria Davy Spelling, uh, she is currently 47. So she was younger than most on the show. Uh, She was born in 73. And... um, 
We know that she was, she is Aaron Spelling's daughter. Uh, her mother is Candy Spelling and her brother is Randy. Randy, we saw on an episode, he was one of Andrea's helpers when she worked at the camp at the beach club. We'll see him again, though. He comes back on the show. She was born and raised in Los Angeles. Obviously, um, her dad was very, very uh, famous prior to uh, 90210. So she was, grew up very, very wealthy. Um, her parents are Jewish. So she's Jewish, actually, which is funny because Andrea, because uh, Donna is the most Catholic one on the show. But apparently she is, she is Jewish. And she went to Beverly Hills High School, which I think a lot of celebrities have gone there. Uh, she's married twice. So she was married to this guy named Charlie Shanian. They had some big wedding. And then there was a lot of drama because I believe that she was doing a TV movie uh, with an actor named Dean McDermott. And I believe they had an affair. However, they are now married, still married. They have five children. So she's got a lot of kids um, and she, since on a 2 and I mean, she's been around. She had some spinoffs. She did a, a reality show called So Notorious, I think it was called. Uh, she's done some shows with Dean and the kids. She's definitely, I mean, she would be perfect to be a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know how it hasn't happened yet, but I think that she would be absolutely perfect for it. I am a I love the housewives, but she, yeah, she'd be great in it. And she's also, you know, she's just done a lot of still 90210 stuff. She's, she's a hustler. I will say she is a hustler, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much my spotlight on Miss Tori Spelling. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on the next episode we will be going over Season 5, Episode 16, called Sentence to Life. Thanks for listening, and we will see you then.